Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Brad, did we ever talk about the decorating Disney TV show that was coming on? Did we talk about that on the show, or was that just a private conversation between you and I? <laughs> um, I think that was just us talking. I think the only thing we- we've talked about TV-related has been uh, Olaf's <laughs> Frozen Adventure. And before we spend 15 minutes on that, let's instead talk about the decorating Disney show. And it's not follow-up, because... We never got a chance to talk, to, to talk about it because of Olaf. So I was worried when I heard that there was going to be a show called Decorating Disney, that it was just going to be like, oh, look, look at the tree and look at all this, you know, like all the Christmas stuff we put out. And what it ended up being, uh, at least a little bit, was a show that said, look at the tree, yeah, well, look at all the Christmas a little stuff bit, we're putting But out. it was also like going a little behind the scenes with the grounds crews and how they go and change like literally change the magic kingdom overnight to be uh to be um to be christmas themed you know like putting the the lights and stuff on the castle and and changing the topiaries and uh literally planting flowers in the middle of the night and then over in Epcot doing all the uh, Christmas topiaries over there. I thought it was really interesting. It was a lot, a lot more, I don't know, technical information than I thought it would be. Yes, you kind of, so I, I think you, we both had pretty low expectations for the show because what you kind of expect is the, uh, you know the 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 pixie dust comes across then suddenly it's uh christmas themed and now it's time for our musical guest and insert insert music here insert music there uh which is typically what you see but yeah you actually get to see the what cranes all around the the castle trying to put each piece of the snow which i guess i it makes total sense that those are complete overlays Mm -hmm. but i'll be honest and say i didn't realize that like it's it's just a cap they're putting on top of each of those things, right? I thought maybe they were adding. I thought maybe the snow and the lights were added to the existing tower, not they just cap it off with another tower piece on top of it. So I thought that I thought that was kind of cool, but yeah, it was it. You know, it's not hugely hugely in depth by any stretch, but it definitely exceeded my expectations. Yeah, there's a lot of technical creativity that happens that I just didn't know about. So I liked it a lot. I thought it was definitely worth a watch. Because, yeah, like you said, you, you, you know, you learned some stuff, I learned some stuff. So it, it, was, it was pretty dang good. So wait, wait, you're saying it's good even though they had an entire section devoted to Haunted Mansion Holiday? Ugh, yes. Oh, I, and, they showed, and they showed how they had torn apart part of the table? The Haunted Mansion parts were sweet because that one guy talked about how he rode the Haunted Mansion when he was, you know, 12 and he wanted to know how all this stuff was done and now he works on it and he's been working at Disney for 45 years or whatever. That was very sweet and I did like that a lot. I just chose to pay less attention when they were talking about how 
Jack Skellington and and friends come in and ruin a beloved attraction for however many weeks a year. But I, I and again, I think that the uh, again that it exceeded my expectations because you know you find out that it's Leota Tomb's daughter who's actually doing yeah. the Madame Leota for the for the overlay, uh, you know, and. To see the way that that tree gets built in the ballroom scene. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. As, she's, as that girl is like climbing down and attaching the arms as they go. And finding out that the gingerbread house in there, which for reasons, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't completely understand, is made of real gingerbread. The one in the Grand Floridian? No, no, no. The one in the Haunted Mansion Holiday. Oh. That, that, that huge like gingerbread house that's in the ballroom scene. She said that's made of actual gingerbread. Oh, I miss that. Yeah, because you weren't paying attention because <laughs> yeah. you were trying to tune out on the Haunted Mansion holiday stuff. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, again, again, there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff in there that I wasn't aware of. That and that's not really what I expected. I expected the slick, and I you know if you watch it, you can notice those few scenes that are like shot with really fancy film cameras. That are the 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 stock footage that goes on the the Walt Disney World uh, DVC planning videos sure, yeah. and the you know the the vacation planning videos like there's still that stuff in there but it's not just that stuff which is kind of again what I what I was expecting to see so yeah it was a really cool video uh, if you have some form of television uh, you know watching whatever. Uh, whether that's your TV service or, you know, Hulu or direct, TV, you know, any of those, any of those sorts of things, the Freeform app or whatever has it because that's what I watched it on. And, uh, you know, you, you get a couple commercials in there, but that's okay. That's okay. And, and what I love is fr- so, so watching it on, on the Freeform app, right? It, it switches over to commercials and you're not, you cannot skip through a commercial, right? Right. There was one commercial I was able to skip through, and that was this commercial for Disney Vacation Club. <laughs> the reason I was able to skip through that commercial is because that commercial is actually part of the video. Ah. So there's actually like a, a one-minute or two-minute DVC commercial that is embedded in the... It's not a separate commercial break. It's actually part it's of the, the video. show. Yeah, yeah. So, so don't worry. Disney's best kept secret is still not being kept so great, but, <laughs> or, but nor yes, has go, it ever been. Yeah, yeah. Go go watch that and uh, and and learn some cool behind the scenes facts about uh, about the holidays at Disney and, yeah. and get to see the get to see how huge those trees are. At, well, not just the, not so much the trees because we all know how big the trees are, but like so many of the holiday things and getting to see the insides of the uh, uh what of the warehouses and everything yeah that was cool yeah and get to see how they uh how they do that huge revamp on the the crystal uh parade float by throwing some garland on it and putting a different name on the front of it (laughs) yeah again it's technical creativity that i just had no idea about and and it was it was like i said really a delight how that how that show turned out and a lot of those shows have way too much of the host you know like whoever the the hosts are uh, disney parks blog has this problem where the hosts just talk way too much and i thought like 
the hosts of that little decorating Disney show, they they basically didn't talk at all, like just to introduce well, they, things and yeah, like they came throw in, to they segments. Introduced things. Yeah, they did. They did their little chunk. And then they did, so, yeah, yeah, and... It's just weird, because usually the host is, like, just overbearing and everything and commenting on everything we're watching, and it was really nice just to to not have that, to but they, have... But they still hosted, they still hosted well, sure. but again, the, the hosts that were there, whose names I can't even remember now, because I guess I'm old or something, uh, you know, I knew that, what, at least the two other than Whoopi Goldberg are both, like, musical, right? Yeah, they're, yes. So, so I entirely expected that we, you know, well, as soon as I saw who the hosts were, I'm like, well, that's at least six to eight minutes of, uh, of this time that's going to go towards their little music about holidays at Disney. Uh, and that totally didn't happen. And yeah, I, I was very happy with the, with the amount of hosting that went on, uh, just to, just as you were. So yeah, I, I mean, I don't really know that there was anything, the only bad thing, the only thing that I will say against it is I wish it was longer. Yeah. Right. I would yep. I would take a I would take a whole TV series, you know, let's make like a six or eight uh, episode season of decorating Disney and get really in depth and, and get more stories from all of these behind the scenes people. And I would lap that up all day, every day. Show me commercials in the middle of it. Disney. I'm totally cool with that. Totally. Totally agree. So there you go. Add that to Freeform and maybe show uh, show, you know, three or four Christmas mu- movies like. 10 or 12 less times and you might be able to open up enough space because <laughs> those things play on repeat a lot on yeah. freeform which you know uh, you, uh, you you that way whenever you turn it on there's something to watch but there's only so many christmas movies and that's a lot of uh time to a, a lot of time slots to fill yeah with no, christmas movies so. can't blame them but it is it is a lot that's but but they could be making more decorating disney so Hopefully, I wish they would. We'll I wish more. they would come back with uh, what was the thing that Walt hosted way back in the day, like the Magic of Disney or something. There was a TV show. I wish they'd come back with that. Well, and at the time that was that was getting you know that was number one making the money for uh, for Disney and and also just synergistic advertising, which uh, yeah, that's a that's not a bad thing to have. So. Let's let's get more let's get more technical Disney stuff. But for now, we just have the decorating Disney, and that was pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the. Did you watch the wedding thing? I didn't watch the no, wedding thing. I did not. Okay, I probably won't watch the wedding thing. But you know, <laughs> we're already it's, married. It's, but it's somewhat tempting given how good that was. And that's yeah. you know just to just to see how Disney goes behind the scenes and does that stuff. It's just not subject matter I care a lot about. I guess. Neither, again, because we're both married, neither yeah. is it for me, but I, you know, there might be some cool behind the scenes stuff there. I don't know. I was about to say, I'm not going to watch that, but I might actually just watch that. Hmm. So, well, tell anyway, me if you do and I'll watch that's it. That's also, that's also on Freeform. Uh, you know, this, this previous segment has been brought to you by Freeform. <laughs> Freeform, where we don't pay anybody any money to talk about us. There have been some rumors recently that Disney was going to add some of the restaurants to Open Table uh, to let you make reservations. Open Table being a, a website and an app that uh, you can just go to and make reservations instead of having to contact a restaurant directly. You can make reservations in Open Table, you know, get 
time time and date you want they have a rewards program that they do um and it's really it's really handy open table uh but disney has added nine of their restaurants to open table and i'll just run through them real quick uh flying fish at the boardwalk inn the grand floridian cafe boat rides at port orleans the wave at the contemporary artist point at wilderness lodge sanaa at animal kingdom lodge olivia's at disney's old key west Kona Cafe at the Polynesian Village and Jico at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Now, I understand that this is not a super exciting topic, but the reason that I wanted to talk about it is because it brought to my mind something that I had never thought to do, um, which is as a Florida resident, I guess you could get a reservation at like Kona. And just go to the Polynesian Village and eat there. You wouldn't have to be on a vacation necessarily. You could just use that as a restaurant. And right. I had I had never thought about that. Yeah. So it is it is interesting that they and you know I think everybody's talking about oh look they're they're opening it up on open table Disney's expanding. I kind of look at this and go oh look Disney's testing open table because. You know, this is nowhere near the first time we saw Disney do something weird. Uh, you know, I, I'll be interested to see if this is a permanent change or, or just a let's see what happens here. But uh, the choice of restaurants is also interesting because it is, as you said, all resort dining. And it's not even all of the resort dining, right? Right. Because there's still like I can just, uh, you know. Uh, California Grill, uh, Ohana is not on there. Do what? Ohana, Ohana. yeah, yeah. So, so there's lots of them that still aren't on there, and I don't know. Are the ones? I don't think any of the ones that are currently on here are are the the restaurants that are typically hard to get a reservation at. This isn't Cinderella's Royal Table, or even again California Grill. Yeah, suddenly showing up on right. Open Table. No, these are I think relatively or, low or volume even places. Chef Mickey's. Yeah. And no, yeah, is any, are any of these character dining? Uh, that might be another differentiator. So. You know, I, I'm not surprised to see Disney trying to do this to maybe fill in some more of those slots. Because, again, as you said, not everybody is doing resort dining. Though I would argue that any, you know, Florida resident is aware of using, you know, the, the Walt Disney World dining system. Uh, or excuse me, Orlando resident would be aware of using that system if they want to make a reservation for somewhere. And even though you don't think of it like that, I mean, I, you know, when I worked there and everything, I totally thought of those as now I also thought of those as places that are way outside of my price range. I'm a lot more likely to be able to afford to go eat at the, you know, uh, quick Captain Cook's maybe was inside of my price range, but they were, they were definitely places you could go eat, even though you weren't technically vacationing or something like that. Uh, it's also a way to possibly get parking. Uh, but I didn't say that because, <laughs> again, I don't really think I'm saying anything nobody hasn't thought of already. And, you know. But you'd still have to pay to park, wouldn't you, at, at a resort? Mm -mm. No? Nope. I, at least any time that I've had dining reservations at a resort, I've never paid. I, you, just, you just tell them that you have a reservation and they can look it up if they, if they need to. Uh, and then, yeah, you can go park. Huh. I mean, I've even, so like on vacation, but using our vehicle without having the little resort tag in the front, 
you know, I can remember going to the poly and saying, hey, we've got breakfast at Captain, you know, we're going to go eat breakfast at uh, Captain Cook's, you know, which is quick service. So no reservation. They're like, okay, open the gate and you go and park your car and go eat at Captain Cook's. Huh. So, and now I'll probably giving something away and now Disney's going to have to start getting much more on top of things for parking. Way to go, Brad. But yeah, so I don't know that that's really new, but it is interesting to see open table because uh, I think the the com article uh, points out that they don't require a credit card guarantee, which mm. again, for the restaurants they're showing right now, not that big of a deal. But if Disney ever put any of their bigger restaurants on there, th- that could become an issue because yeah. I also don't know does. So now I've used open table uh, a handful of times, but I'm kind of wondering, does it allow you to make multiple reservations? Mm, oh maybe yeah you're talking about the whole what you have to pay forty dollars to break a reservation or whatever if if it's within a certain period you have to pay to to break a reservation for disney and then disney also won't let you make like two reserve i don't i don't think anymore you can make two reservations and then decide which one you want to do right like the day before or something you've got it if you're making one reservation and it and it overlaps or whatever with another reservation you have to cancel that other reservation right right? yeah so open table kind of opens some of that stuff up but in its current iteration i don't think that's a problem given the restaurants that it has i mean even even with even if they didn't allow that you could get overlap because you could make one reservation in your my uh what my disney experience Mm -hmm. app and then you could make the other one in open table you think disney wants to buy open table i don't i uh, there's a time when i said no because why they've got there's nothing wrong with my magic uh or my disney experience uh but the disney that just dropped the kind of money they just dropped on fox sure why not disney's in the market for anything (laughs) well i just wondered the reservation tech in my magic plus is totally acceptable but i've had issues with it where like I showed up a little bit early, like maybe 30 minutes early for an Ohana reservation. And I was charged the $40 for not showing up, you know, because somewhere in there, it it got lost that even though I was 30 minutes early, I was still showing up for my reservation at, you know, eight or whatever. And I called them and they reversed the charge and said, you know, sorry about that. But uh, I just wonder, you know, it'd be easy to fix all that by buying OpenTable, and OpenTable has a lot of of handy features with, like, text messaging you details and letting you, uh, you know, do things on your phone that My Magic Plus just doesn't handle right now. Um, yeah, but and they would been, probably just build it into My Magic right? Plus too. If they, yeah, it'll be the it'll be the My Magic OpenTable. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I I don't think that's true. Uh, I was just posing well, it as and a thought. My, my thought is that, you know, if they did that, at some point, at the point where Open Table is able to make Cinderella's Royal Table and, and California Grill reservations, it's going to have to have the ability to charge you $40 for no-shows. Yeah. Right? They're, Disney's not going to not make that a thing in in whatever app they choose to do it in. And you know, you getting charged that $40 fee is, is a matter of somebody at that location, whoever checked you in 
not handling it correctly in right. the system. Right. That's not, you know, it's not really a system deficiency. It's a training deficiency. And I think the same thing would happen on open table. I don't know that, I just don't know there's enough differentiation for Disney to buy it for that purpose. Disney would buy it for better coverage, I think. And I think that's why they're listing themselves on open table because you and I and everybody who listens to this podcast knows about my Disney experience. We all know how how far out we can make our dining reservations and we're on there and we're refreshing and we're making sure we get those things. But for your average person, they show up at Walt Disney World and get really upset when they can't make any dining reservations. And what are you talking about? You needed to make dining reservations ahead of time. I didn't know I needed to make dining reservations ahead of Three time. Three months ago or six months ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But if it's on open table, maybe they at least check open table and they go, oh, or, or another thing that I've seen uh, posited on Twitter quite a bit lately is how many of those people, when they go to make reservations, don't know about my Disney experience, but know about open table. And they're like, oh, well, I don't see any Disney restaurants on here, but I see this one and this one and this one all in the nearby Orlando area. And so they make all those reservations. And then suddenly all of that dining money is leaving Disney property. Yeah, I can see that. Because I already, I already made a reservation, so I might as well go eat it, you know, uh, whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what's on, what's on open table in the, in the around Disney area because I eat on, on property because I'm one of the, the Disney super fan freaks who knows about uh, my Disney experience. But yeah, there, I think this is just another way to try to draw people in. And again, I think it might be a little bit of a test. But we'll we'll see long-term what it brings. Yeah. And lastly, we have on our show notes uh, that Magic Kingdom counter service restaurants are rolling out their holiday menus for this year. Yeah, it's probably for the best that we get to this one. I think it's been on there for about three weeks. <laughs> so gonna... what was being rolled out is now, yeah. is now fully rolled out, has been rolled out. Closer to and, leaving than than yes coming. Than, than arriving at this point. But I wanted to get to this because so so click on click on the sh- click on the link uh-huh. uh and scroll down to the fa la la fondant fries. Oh okay, dusted yeah. with cinnamon sugar and drizzled with a holiday colored fondant. Which sounds lovely, but then look at the picture of the fa la la fondant fries. It's nasty. There's French fries that have red and green. This looks like a Nickelodeon. (laughs) (laughs) Like they just got back from the Kids' Choice Awards. Yes, exactly, exactly. And you know, I, I, uh, it's just, it's frightening looking. Uh, So yeah, the Falala fondant fries, those really scare me. But uh, I think other than that, there's, there's plenty of good stuff to be had. I mean, you can get. Uh, your Dole Whip float and a souvenir mug and uh, that that Bah Humburger over at uh, Cosmic Rays. Mm-hmm. You know, while the fa- while I would not have a side of Fa La La fondant fries, I would definitely take a Bah Humburger because, you know, cheeseburger with turkey and cornbread stuffing topped with turkey and cornbread. St- I mean, it's a burger. It's a cheeseburger. And then they went, you know what this needs? Turkey and cornbread <laughs> stuffing with cranberry sauce i mean that's so it's a burger and we added another meal on top of it that is so that is so much more than you need but that is what i need i need that in my belly sounds good see Mm. i think that you're being it doesn't sound like you're being serious but you should be being serious about this 
because that looks awesome. Well, okay, let me let me rephrase that. It looks awesome until I look at it and I see that the turkey on it is turkey slices. Because or you know, uh turkey lunch meat basically. That's a turkey roll. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the only issue with this entire thing. If it was it needs to be like leftover turkey, right? Um pulled turkey? Would that be what we call that? <laughs> I mean, if it's pork, it's pulled pork, right? So why yeah. couldn't that be pulled turkey? We just need all the well, cast members to bring all their leftover turkey from their Thanksgiving meals and then Disney will use that throughout the month of December to put on this weird hamburger. But you don't understand. I am all about holiday sandwiches, man. Like the the Earl of Sandwich does an amazing holiday sandwich, which is basically this minus the hamburger side of it. But it's got the it's got your turkey, it's got your dressing. I think it even has uh, it definitely has cranberry on it, and I think maybe it even has a uh, gravy on it. Hmm. And it's a sandwich, and it is lovely. So you know, I you can add a. I don't see how adding a hamburger to that could be a bad thing. So yeah, hook me up, hook me up with the Ba Humburger. Not so much on the fa- You know what? You know what the Falala fondant fries need? Hmm. They need tester fries. Because <laughs> the 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 description, cinnamon sugar, fondant, that doesn't sound bad. But you're gonna have to give me you're gonna have to give me a taste to convince me about this before I'm gonna be <laughs> before I'm gonna order four dollar and twenty nine cent uh, slime fries. Yeah, they need to have somebody walking through the line with little cups with like two of them in it. Yeah, just yeah, to let you try then they, it. Then they might be able to convince me. So dessert so then, French fries is an interesting idea, though. I don't think I've ever had that before. Well, but have you ever gone to have you ever gone to like McDonald's or Steak and Shake or any any place that serves French fries and milkshakes and dipped your French fry in a milkshake and eaten it? No. Oh, you haven't lived yet, my friend. You have not lived yet. <laughs> that sounds terrible. That's what you think until you do it. And then <laughs> that is what I think. Awesome. <laughs> okay, and Pinocchio Village House apparently has the same thing, but they just did it in a flatbread. So not the not the falafel fondant fries. The 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 turkey, the cranberry sauce, the stuffing. Hmm. This one even has gravy. Yes, this is the thing. The featured flatbread at Pinocchio Village House, man. I want some of that. And I won't be able to get it because I don't think they'll still be serving this by the time I get there, which is TBD. <laughs> I was going to say, are you making an announcement? No, on I, air? Wish, <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> I wish really, really wish that I was. But no, no announcement uh, right now, unless there's a Christmas gift that I'm. And what's so bad is my whole family, like, well, my my sister is going down to work because she is currently employed with the with the Walt Disney Company. Uh, so then. Let's see. When does this episode come out? It comes out. Let's go ahead and make this episode come out Tuesday <laughs> afternoon because my mom is getting her Christmas present from my dad is she gets to go. And then, you know, so, well, I guess dad doesn't get to go, but mom and sister are getting to go and I don't get to go. And Crystal, my sister has already been at least once since Pandora and I have not at all. So this is not fair. Um, yeah, so I'm definitely, I'm definitely want another trip, but no trip currently, uh, planned as far as I know. Dang. Yeah. So anticlimactic announcement to end on, <laughs> go ahead and, and that's enough for this week's episode. Us. 
Yes, sir. I think that'll do it for this week's episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. And you can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day. Bye.